Yeah. What your intro? It's already done. Simple. You don't is, worry about that. Is it about any? It's stuff you've you've said out loud, so it's not that big of a deal. So. <laughs> Am I going to be embarrassed? No. Did afterwards? Did it? No. Did it come with a? This shouldn't be recorded. No. Don't put that live. No. <laughs> not at all. You are not instilling me with confidence right now. Let's begin. From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shivo and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Hello, vicarious travelers from all around the globe. Welcome once again to Bangkok, Thailand. I am Evo Terra. And I'm Sheila D. Together, we thank you for following along with our journeys around the world. Uh, coming up on today's program, uh, funny couple, and by funny, I mean different things. Um, I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. Listen, have you heard of the story that's coming up? Sarah and Nathan are nuts. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, they hang out with us. Yeah, yeah, before we get to that. Enough of the shitty beer in Thailand. <laughs> you only say that because you had way too much of the shitty beer in Thailand a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and it wasn't my first time. <laughs> but I honestly think that the shitty beer in Thailand is like shittier than other shitty beer that I've had because that hangover was epic. And it wasn't the first time I've had an epic hangover from shitty Thai beer. I think it's like when you drink bad tequila. I mean, you just, it's a bad or bad wine. You get a bad hangover. Completely agree with you, which is why I say no more of that bad crap. Until next time. No, not until next time. I'm done with this. I'm telling you, I, I am done with it. And for, for, the, for the listener out there, I just want to set the stage for you here. So Thailand's alcohol company, well, at least from its brewing, I know most about the, the, the beer side of the world. Beer is completely and totally controlled by one entity called Thai Bev. And if you are not Thai Bev, you are not in business here in Thailand. So Taibev uh, and also Singa, which I'm pretty sure they're related to each other. I know there's some inner workings and tie-ins together. Don't bother me with the trifles. Nonetheless, it's those are the main distributors, and they sell shite. They sell Chong, which was my beer of choice. They sell another one called Leo, and they sell one called Singa, or just Sing, as you probably know it. Those are the primary beers available in Thailand. And, and then it goes downhill from there. There are some other cheap knockoff, like Milwaukee's Best and OE analogs here in Thailand. And honey, which of those is your favorite? I don't particularly care for any of them. But when we order, we typically will order a Chong, and then... As the night progresses, we may drink something else. And the problem therein is that anything else, if it is from a local, well, not from a local, if it is from a Thai mega brewing company, it's terrible. 
It's not flavorful. They're just not good. Now, I wrote this big blog article, honey, you might remember uh, months ago, that said I'm basically embracing the crappy Thai beer. When in-country do the way the people in-country do. This is what they drink. This is what the thing happens to be, and so fine. They have some weird beer traditions, which are weird. Namely, ice in beer. Which actually does make it taste a little better. <laughs> that that may be because the ice is imparting flavor, and if that's the case, that's a bad. <laughs> that's bad, man. The ice should not be adding extra flavor. That means something with the water. But it does, right? I don't know if it adds flavor. I, I know that it definitely doesn't detract from it. It can't water it down anymore because it is already yellow pea water. It is not any good. So we already put beer. We put ice in beer, which is weird. I get that. And that's that's a defensive mechanism because it's hot in Thailand uh, 364 days out of the year. It's always toasty warm here. And even if you keep your beer refrigerated, it doesn't take long before it warms up to ambient temperature, which is uh, hot. And if you're drinking outside, it's even hotter. Right. Right. And hence the reason we put ice in the beer. And the quality of the beer is why the ice by the beer... And the ice together doesn't actually negatively impact it. So back to your evening of drinking chong. That, that's just the impetus for the conversation, but it's something that's been building throughout here. Because it's not just beer that's bad in this country, honey. Your experience with your lovely little, um, I don't know, when you had a relapse to being a junior in high school again, you started drinking wine spritzers oh. or whatever those things are. Yeah. We still have one in the fridge. I'm not drinking that shit. They were out of Bartles and James. I, you know, it was kind of refreshing when we were in Australia. I'd have one like at dinner or something. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. That's nasty. Because they're terrible too. They're they're not good here. They're just sugar water here. Yeah. Even more so than they normally are. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and debate the quality of the wine coolers from one country to the other. Is there a craft wine cooler movement out there? If so, I'd like to beat those people. (laughs) I don't know. You could actually make your own craft wine cooler. You could get a decent bottle of wine and use soda and mix it together. I've seen people do that at restaurants. You know, that's a very 1990s thing to do. Yeah, so are wine coolers. Come on. (laughs) Anyhow... I'm done with the crappy beer. I I think that, again, backing up, I went through the whole, I'm just going to drink the way the Thais drink. And that's a problem because uh, it's low quality and it's high quantity. And those two things together do not mix well inside of my body. So is that why you were so excited to go to McKellar this week? Oh, my God. And that's the other thing. We aren't forced to drink crappy beer. We're in Bangkok. It's a metropolis with over 10 million people, and there is imported craft beer here. Okay, but my one little beer at McKellar costs 300 baht, yeah. Yeah. which is three big chongs. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a big, a big difference. There's no, there's no doubt about that. There's a 400% import tax on craft beer, which means if someone buys a keg for a hundred U.S. dollars, it's going to cost four hundred 
$500. Or is it $500? It's, was it 400% or is it increased the price by four? One of those two, whatever. It's really damned expensive. It's very expensive. So yeah, so we get a somewhere in a bit of a six to an eight ounce pour and it costs roughly the equivalent of about eight bucks. I will say that my beers the other night were really good. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. I am going to take it out on balance and recognize the fact that we're in Thailand where we can eat on the street for 60 baht, less than $2. Right. But I'm going to have to pay about five times that when I go get a beer occasionally. Our our problem is, though, that we eat there as well. So, like, our, our tab on Friday night, not just the beer and the food, was quite expensive. Define quite expensive. I think it was 60 U.S. Yeah, exactly, which is what we would spend going out back in the States if we were going to go out for a night of drinking. I know, but we we have to watch our funds. Well, the nice thing about it is where we live here on the Anut, yes. our craft beer choices are limited to none. True. There is not a place anywhere nearby us we can get craft beer, which means it will have to be a special occasion. Nor is there a Whole Foods right down the street loaded with aisle after aisle of fantastic craft beer. No, no, the Tesco has shite beer in a row, which, by the way, you can only buy at certain hours of the day. Right. Which is insane. More weirdness of Thailand. The the strangeness is that you can't buy it from 2 in the afternoon until 5. Right. No pre-drinking. Do not drink before work is over. Now, but you can get it when you go to a restaurant. Well, sure. That's your after work then, clearly. <laughs> People don't want to you run into the 7-Eleven and grab you know, a 12-pack of Chong and take you it back can, to the office. You can have it for lunch, really? but you can't have it mid-afternoon. You think they have a drinking problem? What? <laughs> well, clearly. Clearly, there is something wrong with the beer. And I'm just flat out done with it, which is a shame for two reasons. One, your son's coming out next week. Oh, my God, that's going to be expensive if he has to drink that. But he'll drink the crap beer because he doesn't care. Two. No, he won't. He'll drink craft beer with us. If we can find it. Two, our favorite bar down the street, my sister's bar, only sells crap beer. So what are you doing there? I'm going to go drink Chong that soda water. You're, you're going to drink soda water when we go there? Yeah. I can, I can buy soda water for 40 baht for a six-pack, as opposed to paying 55 baht for a single can of shitty Chong beer. I might as well get the decent Chong soda water for, what, a seventh of that price? What a deal. Okay. And I'll do that when I'm there, too. That's cool. the plan. No more shitty Thai beer ever. <laughs> I call bullshit (laughs) or until next weekend so on our travels at one point we were in merida mexico which is on the yucatan side of mexico travel stories from mexico are always fun assuming you can remember them no moss tequila, por favor. No moss. We recently spent a week with these two. Nathan Sato, Fit Living Lifestyle. And Sarah from Live Dream Discover. The challenges of managing two different travel brands simultaneously notwithstanding, let's get back to Mexico. And we... It's a cool city though, it's very European. Very European city. 
and we were in a hostel kind of overlooking a square and so we go down to the square that they had like a market almost every day mm-hmm. and we go down there to kind of hang out have a couple drinks and try to find some street food and we happened to run into this guy this local guy and it was actually a local guy that had actually steered us towards a local yeah, restaurant send us, yeah, yeah a local that was actually really good food and so we saw him again. He's like, oh, hey, hola, hi, guys. Well, yeah, we'd, we'd run into him a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, and he had... Uh, we didn't know he him, just sort of but we had just hi. He's like, where are you guys from? We're from yeah. America. And we chatted with him a bit, and he, was, he seemed friendly enough. And I think we ran into him a couple of times. A couple of times. Mm-hmm. But we were at the square again, and it was, it was maybe 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah about And uh, he's like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, nothing, just hanging out. And he's like, hey, do you, do you want to go to a bar? I'm like, sure, we'll go to a couple, <laughs> you know, have a couple drinks. And, and so he's like, oh, follow me. It's a great bar. We start following this guy, and he just mm-hmm. keeps walking and keeps walking. <laughs> and all of a sudden, further he's going and further away. Yeah, from further and away from the, the tourist, ter- tourist area. area. And so. We're going down alleyways. We don't see any other tourists. <laughs> and we're looking at and each other. And we're looking other, at each yeah, other thinking, going, this is, stupid. this is not a good idea. This goes against everything. Yeah, this is what they told. tell you not to do <laughs> yeah. in the guidebooks. In Mexico. <laughs> yeah. But you keep <laughs> Don't going. trust anybody. We keep going. Of course. And we, we, we hear music, right? Mm-hmm. We don't see anything going on. And all of a sudden, this, uh, it would only be a, a, a described as a garage door. Mm-hmm. opens up on the side of the street. Well, it's not even a street. It's an alley. It's an alley. Garage door, like a storage unit, opens up, slides open, and inside is a whole bunch of Mexicans partying. Yeah. They're all drinking uh, beer. They're dancing um, and just hanging out, having drinks. And basically, they all stopped. Yeah, we it, it, walk it, in. Like you, like you, like you <laughs> hear in the movies where the whole place just yeah, stops. Yeah, literally, it all quiet. stops, looks at us, and like, what are you guys doing here? You guys should not be here. Uh, but obviously, whoever the guy was that we were with was uh, well-known in the area. And right. so he's saying hi to everybody. Oh, yeah, these guys are cool. These guys are okay, blah, blah, blah. And we sit down and we start... And these were like hardcore Mexicans. Yeah, I yeah, I yeah. shouldn't say that, hardcore Mexicans <laughs> like this. Like they, they, yeah, they were all older, older okay. generation. Um, nobody spoke English. Yeah, or very broken, very broken English, and he spoke very good English, but very broken English, and we sat there and started having some drinks, and people are like buying us rounds of drinks, and... (laughs) Didn't you, did you have to dance with somebody? I did, I did. Some uh, Mexican guy grabbed me, (laughs) pulled me up, and said, hey, you dance with her. And so, I think part of it was because I had talked to him saying that I knew a little bit of salsa. Mm Mm-hmm. And, oh. and so they kind of wanted to prove it. Right. And so I had to get up and started uh, salsa dancing with uh, this um, yeah, and it was, I mean, it was, Latina. It basically was a, a garage, I guess. Yeah, it was I mean, a garage with locals know. that just yeah. decided, okay. hey, let's do a, a, a pop-up bar. Pop-up bar. Yeah. And so I started dancing with her a little bit, and everybody was kind of impressed. They're like, oh, yeah, you can actually do a little salsa. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that kind of helped that, That's out. his version. Yeah, yeah that's my every, version. Everyone was really <laughs> impressed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Put us in yeah. there. And then so uh, we sat back I down. I haven't seen that on this trip, by the way. No, no. Just throwing that out. Well, right. we're, You've we're seen the Thailand. movie Magic Mike. You can get the idea. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but so we started, uh, we sat back down and started drinking and stuff. And uh, everybody's having a good time. 
And then out of the blue, I don't have no idea why this happened. I think he, I think we commented on his shirt, and he. Uh, this is yeah. the Mexican guy that invited us there in the first. It was place. a unique. It kind was. Of it was like a tie dye. Shirt. It was a tie dye shirt, but with a. Um, a picture of a man uh, like a it. Mayan almost oh, yeah. okay. uh, and design so we, on it. We had asked him about it and like, he oh, that's said a really cool it was shirt. a uh, um, like his a, grandfather. Witch, no, but it was a picture of a witch doctor, a, a Mexican Yeah, like type, a medicine uh, man medicine type man. of uh, yeah. Mayan medicine man mm -hmm. and his grandfather who apparently was a medicine man, like a Mayan medicine man, uh, designed these shirts and it was to, supposed to be a picture of him. Yeah, 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 and had designed these shirts and then kind of sells them for a little extra mm -hmm. cash and stuff. But it's kind of got like the the history and of this guy being a, a a Mayan medicine man. And so we were commenting, we're like, "Oh, that's really cool." He's like, "Oh, do you want it?" Let's <laughs> <laughs> change No, no, shirts. this thing is yeah. really cool. He's like, "Oh, I like your shirt too. Let's switch shirts." <laughs> yes, and I'm like, <laughs> no, "No, not even close." <laughs> He was a big guy. Yeah, we're talking a big, big Mexican guy, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, let's switch shirts." And and I'm wearing like a one of my favorite shirts actually. It was, yeah. it was a button-up black uh, kind of uh, button-up short sleeve like, collared shirt, well but fitting. very uh, fitted, fitted to my body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Let's switch shirts." I was like, How's "Like right work? here." I hear the, 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 the little garage that we're in has got like 70 people in it <laughs> and just crammed in there. All and watching us because we're the only yeah, white Yeah, all watching us. We're the only white people in there. there. And yeah, so we take our shirts off, <laughs> switch them out, and I put his on. Fit pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. too bad. It's good. It he tried good. to, he put, but he barely buttoned his shirt up and it was just squished <laughs> on him. But he was. He was, he was happy. So happy. Yeah, he was like, yeah. oh. And I think so it was happy. part of it was the culture. It was like that exchange of, hey, I gave you something that was yeah. important to me, yeah. and you this gave me something. Yeah. And so yeah. it, it ended up being a, a pretty good night. And that's the show. I'm super stoked for two reasons this week. First, it's my birthday. And for my birthday, we're flying our son out to Thailand. Hooray! And that means one of two different things. Uh, it could mean that our kiddo makes his debut on our show, not ever podcasting. He's been with us podcasting for the last 10 years. But debut on this particular show, um, or it could mean we blow off the entire episode completely and we fail to see you next Tuesday. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for all the music used in this episode. For Evoterra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. See you next week, or the next. Anyhow, probably with our tales from Koh Samui. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produced is made possible by listeners just like you. Visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith, inspiring people to go places they've never been and keeping Shivo looking smart and well outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf, how appropriate, for more details 
and click on the house sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast.